Thank you for tuning in to Spiritual Debriefing from First Baptist Church Hawassi, a podcast about Christian men living a Christian life in a very unchristian world. With your hosts, Daniel Meadows, Derek Fisher, Randy Bryson, Jed Harris, and me, Ray Taggart. Hey everybody, this is uh, Ray uh, coming tonight. Uh, we don't have Daniel with us, so I'll be starting us off. Thanks for listening to Spiritual Debriefing. And uh, so, yeah, that's me, Ray, pushing the buttons, getting things started here. And as we still have the rest of the gang with us, so we have... Oh, I'm Derek. I'm in Daniel's seat. Hey, Derek. So I, I'm hope, I feel smarter. All right. The Masters is just chilling over there. I don't. You, you I don't look at my numbers. Anyway, I'm Randy, and oh. I'm I'm in my same seat. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and and I'm Jed, and I've got to stare at Derek tonight. <laughs> I know it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird. weird. <laughs> it definitely does not feel the same. And, no. Uh, well, also probably because we don't have our usual chairs either. We couldn't go steal the nice comfy chairs. I know it. Somebody's using them. But. I don't know what y'all's problem. I still get to look at this pretty face over here. <laughs> Ooh, look at Ray. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Randy. Yeah. Thanks. A lot. <laughs> I needed that picture. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You, you said wake up. No. <laughs> you, your face should be on a Christmas card. It, it probably is somewhere. <laughs> Actually, this year it's not. I know it's this year it's not. I know which picture my wife picked for our Christmas cards. I'm not on it. So no. I, don't, I don't know what that says about it. But Wow. So yeah. it's because I took the picture. That's why I'm not on it. So. Hmm. Well, if I know Ray, though, he'll edit his selfie. Just put that right in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of editing, well, that has nothing to do with editing. Uh, like, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast if you can. Share it with your friends. Uh, help spread the word out there. We're just, you know, getting this thing going. And uh, submit any uh, thoughts or any, you know, topics you think you'd like to hear us talk about or discuss or um, you know, maybe we can answer some questions for you. If anybody has any questions, feel free to send them in. You got uh, D Meadows at SB, F, FBC Hawassi, if I can get that right. Or you can send it to Ray at spiritualdebriefing.com. Uh, so other than that, uh, tonight. Official right there. Yeah, official. <laughs> Ray, Ray's official. As soon as you guys are nice to me, I'll get you your own emails. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. That's okay, Ray. You Randy's working on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, tonight we are going to do kind of our part two on Christmas and um, talk about the Christmas story and uh, whatever else kind of entails from that. What we kind of roll into here on this on this podcast will be coming out right before Christmas. Actually, when mm-hmm. you guys are listening to this, it'll just be a couple of days away. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody knows the Christmas story. It's it's been told a, a million times, but um, there's a lot of stuff in it that uh, I think is. I don't want to say glossed over, but just we kind of just breeze through that thing real quick, right. you know, yep. and and don't think about a lot of it and don't talk about the reality of a lot of it. And there's and there's more out there now. We're not coming out with anything that no one's ever said or heard before tonight. But um, I think maybe some stuff that maybe not all of us have heard. So. Right. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we when the Christmas story is told, it's in the the children's version. You know, that's what a lot of us hear mm-hmm. a lot. Mm hmm. So hopefully we can dive a little bit deeper and really tell the story. Yeah, yeah, because usually it's told by children. <laughs> right, right. Very true. Mm-hmm. And the play every year. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What was Jed again? A sheep? Sheep. <laughs> sheep. <laughs> bah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I ever was in the Christmas play. I don't what? I, I don't think I was. Oh, no, I take that back. I remember. Yep. I played one of the one of the shepherds in one of the Christmas plays at church back in the day. You no, look I, like a shepherd. No, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. Put a robe on me. <laughs> I thought a wise man, but. <laughs> you let the hair down, didn't you? And you just yep. let it all yep. go, didn't you? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He was eight years old already hitting the buttons, yeah. controlling all the sound. <laughs> oh, yeah. Knew, knew, at least I knew what it was. They wouldn't let me touch nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we actually went to a pretty big church and uh, had one of those, you know, whole separate rooms with a Ooh. sound booth. They had the plexiglass that separated them Ooh, from the cool. main church. And yeah, yeah. But I remember being in there and like, like don't touch nothing. Right. <laughs> now look at you. Mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> I get to hit all the buttons. He's over here, don't you touch my buttons. <laughs> right. that one. Yeah. No. You don't know what those do. We'll build a little box here. <laughs> Yep, yep. Hey, someday, maybe. You never know where this podcast goes. Maybe. <laughs> you guys would probably be surprised if you actually saw what we're working with here. <laughs> the people right. actually saw what's going on. I think we do okay for what we got. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, you know, our, our Christmas story, I don't think we're going to go through the exact every word of it because I didn't memorize it. But, uh, you know, we we know the gist of how it goes. And uh, it it always starts off with Mary and Joseph are on their way back to their hometown, uh, Joseph's hometown, to for the census that has been called, um, which I think they leave that out of the story, but that's actually why they were heading back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were on their way to Bethlehem and, uh, you know, got there late for whatever reason, probably because Mary was pregnant. Now, they already knew that she was pregnant with with the Lord at this time, right? Mary had been told right away. You don't want to miss that part. Um, but when they get there and they talk about how there was no no room at the inn, some interesting things I'd heard about that was that um, you, honestly, you actually stayed with family when you'd travel back to do things like that, right? Because that you're coming back to your father's hometown, mm-hmm. your family's hometown. So it's not like you were showing up at some place you didn't know anybody. It was like a big family gathering too. Right. And so... Saying there was no room at the inn, I mean, I don't, you know, they don't, it's not a traditional inn, from what I understand. It wasn't Motel 6. I was just yes, going right. to say that, too. <laughs> Those are my mind. Motel 6. Nobody left the light on. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it would be a relative of theirs, and they would be staying with. But so, you know, probably in reality, it was just there was no room left with any of their relatives. And uh, so they put them up in the manger, as it's called. And, you know, I love, you know, we all picture that little, little a you know a frame or, mm-hmm. or a little shed thing that they're sitting in out in the field somewhere and and um according to archaeologists that's not at all how mangers were set up back in the day um, as we, i kind of mentioned to you guys after last last uh, podcast from what i've heard from all the you know cities of the time their mangers were just the main floor of the house basically right they all lived above and then all the animals lived on the main floor or right around the main floor of the house you know you, you didn't have your animals way far away from where you were because that's how people would steal them and you, they, you wouldn't have animals anymore. Mm-hmm. so most likely joseph and mary showed up to a relative's house and just had to stay on the main floor where the animals stayed so um i don't think that cheapens the story in any way no no. I really don't think it changes it much. It's just, I think it's an interesting thing to keep in mind, put in a context. Yeah, you kind of picture that in your mind, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's it's not as rough and tumble as kind of the the plays make it out to be, right. if you will, <laughs> you know, out in a barn. It's but all, still, I mean, it still wasn't the greatest condition. No, no, not at know? all. I mean, literally sharing a bed with where the where the goats probably laid. Right. 
Yes. And I got guts at the at my, at my house. I don't want to lay over there. No, no. <laughs> I don't want to be in their pen. No. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anybody who's had goats knows that, you know, goats are good in very small doses. And, mm-hmm. Right. And for after a long time, you're like, no wonder these things are normally pictured as the devil. Mm-hmm. But that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had a goat on the property in Hawaii where we at who they just kept tied up to a big tire. So mm. He could he could move around, but he couldn't move fast because he had to drag this giant tractor <laughs> tire around with him everywhere he went. And uh, he was he was not a friendly goat because they just didn't socialize or take care of him. So if you saw him coming to get to you, you were just like, nope, getting out of here, get yeah. away from me. Same so he was doing CrossFit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Well, you know how to make a fence. How you know if you got a fence good enough to keep a goat in, right? You take a five-gallon bucket of water, and if you throw it at the fence, if any water goes to the other side, the goat can too. <laughs> so the tire is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a smart <laughs> idea. Down. Yep. Yeah, I don't even know why they kept the goat. I have no idea why they even had a goat. Like, you know, the guy who lived there didn't didn't seem to care for the goat at all. Mm. He had it. I don't know. Anyway. Nah, his daughter probably brought it home. Could have been. Something like that. <laughs> that's, that's, how probably, we, that's how we yeah. wind up with animals. It's, yeah. Yeah, wives or daughters bring them home. Daughters, half yeah. daughter, daughter. Doctor. <laughs> Are you specifically thinking of your goats or the, and the cat that you have mm-hmm. on your property yep. and uh, mm-hmm. and a dog, <laughs> and a dog, dog, yeah. cat, yeah, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wasn't responsible for chickens, though. No, no, she wasn't. She didn't, she don't like chickens at well, all. They don't have chickens anymore either. No, do they? no. <laughs> that she's still responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there probably would have been chickens down there too, mm-hmm. with, with uh, them as you know donkeys. And I know goats were pretty big back then. No pigs because the Jews didn't keep pigs mm-hmm. uh, in that way. That was something that would have been in a different area. But just something good to you know again picture the reality of the situation. I think. Um, and the, the, you know, the shepherds coming in to visit them there at this home is kind of, you know, your next major piece to the puzzle. Now that from everything that you do tell in the story, that is something that probably happened, you know, right that night, right when Jesus was born, you know? Um, and that's because again, the angels came and called them in and brought them in just for whatever reason they wanted to do, you know, bring them in there, I guess. It's not really spelled out in the story, but I guess it's so there's witnesses, if you will, somebody to corroborate the what happened, which I think is important to actually have, because back in that day, too, you know, a lot of people made all kinds of crazy claims. So having some some people who weren't related to you in any way to all be like, no, I saw it, too. You know, I was told this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then then it rolls into the, you know, the wise men coming. Right. And it's actually you're talking about uh, Daniel. Daniel was referred to as the same name, a wise man, when he was in Babylon. That's what he was being trained to be. So when they say wise men, just a picture in your mind who they're talking about, that's usually, you know, an educated member of the court of a king or a ruler of some type or another. Um, you know, they brought in the wise men to foretell dreams. Uh, Pharaoh did. Mm-hmm. So when then he ended up having to bring in Joseph mm-hmm. to do the dreams instead. So over and over, the same word is used for wise men is this is used for all those times when they're bringing in the the prophesiers or the soothsayers or the magicians or whatever they want to call them in the various different stories throughout the Bible. Because um, you know the song "We Three Kings," they probably weren't kings, and if they were kings, it wasn't just three of them. 
for sure. They didn't travel alone. Right. And he, even if there was wise men, it probably wasn't just three of them either, uh, which is another good point. Right. It doesn't say. No, it doesn't say. It, it doesn't actually doesn't say three anyway. It doesn't say three. <laughs> no, it just it says, says wise men. men. Yeah. With three gifts. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why they equated to three. But, you know, I made the point last week. If you're just three guys traveling with a bunch of gold and frankincense and myrrh back in the day back right. then, you probably got some bodyguards with you at least. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. There's probably more <laughs> yeah. than three. The muscle. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. But it, 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 we don't know how many it was. And that's not the point either. You no, know? it's it, not. It, it's, it's the fact that the miracle of them foretelling, that's what they did. That's what wise men's jobs was, is to read the heavens, read the signs, to understand the messages from God and relay, relay those to the king and or the people. And so they had, whether they'd known the prophecy or not, because again, this was all foretold in the Old Testament that this was going to happen. Even where it was going to happen was foretold in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, probably had heard the prophecies. That if you're a wise man, that's all you do. You study prophecy. You know, you're going to be not just your prophecies, probably anybody's prophecies, all the prophecies. And uh, so for whatever reason, they recognized the prophecy. They recognized the star. They knew exactly what was happening. Yeah, they did. And they they came out. You know, they they made a long journey to now this. Something I didn't fully grasp either. Um, I think we always picture they came, you know, they from Orient ours, how the song goes. Um, but if I was reading the story right, they followed a star that was in the east. And if you're going east from the Orient, you don't end up in Jerusalem. Hmm. That's the wrong way. <laughs> so I I don't know if they're from the Orient, actually. <laughs> Wow, I don't know. <laughs> if you think about it in that way. Hmm. Um, so there's actually, I'm trying to remember where the, this Bible study I was listening to said, I, they think they maybe actually came from more of the northwest of Jerusalem in that part of the Middle East and came down over into Jerusalem to visit, not from the Far East. Which again, another interesting thing, just when you start putting all these little pieces together and actually thinking about them. Right. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. It makes you think a little bit. Yeah. And it, again, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't, does not matter. It doesn't change the mm-hmm. story. But it's just, it's, I don't know. Every time I find out these things, I'm like, wow, I don't know how I didn't actually think of that before. I didn't realize that before, you know, because Jerusalem's on the sea. There's, there's nowhere to come to from the east to get to Bethlehem. <laughs> <laughs> it's, unless they took a boat. So let's take Coda. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. just... So that was an interesting point that came up. And, they, you know, they first visit Herod, um, mm-hmm. the Herod the Great in that time. And uh, he knows the prophecy, too. That's why he goes into the whole, you know, tell me where they are. Tell right. me where he's in. Yeah, tell you me. Know, I'm going to go worship him, too. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Luckily, God steps in and warns the wise men, right? So they don't tell Herod. Right. They leave a different way, according to the story. So they head back. And just completely skip Herod altogether. Um, you know, you, Derek, you had a good point about the gifts last week, right? I think I can't remember. I think you said it after the podcast, but what the gifts represented when that you who was saying that? Mm-mm. Who was that? Somebody, I thought it was you. I Randy, you got, you got a name, but I forgot. Yeah, I told you about it last week. That weekend. was Randy. All right. Oh, Randy, sorry about sorry. that. Sorry, I wasn't that smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the gold, the kinship of Jesus, the frankincense was the deity of Jesus, and the myrrh was the death of Jesus. <clears throat> All right. I didn't go any further than that. I, knew, but, I wanted to, but I just didn't get a chance to do it yet. But it's it's good. It's, That's good though. Yeah. And uh, actually, I have some frankincense and myrrh. I don't know, have you ever had, had seen what that stuff actually is? No. Looks like no. I I know frankincense is a sap from a tree. I don't exactly know where the myrrh comes from, but it looks 
fairly similar. They're both kind of like resin. Okay. And you, um, the, they're, you know, they're an incense, basically. You burn them and they create a really good smell, actually. Mm. They don't burn like incense. They're not simple. I used to actually, uh, I had a little potbelly wood stove in my living room and back in Minnesota. And I used to just toss a couple little nuggets into the stove. And, you know, a lot of it would probably go out the chimney, but it's also a real strong smell, too. So, but it would, it fill the living room up with this really nice aroma. Really? Yeah. I still have it, too. Somebody got me a little pouch full of frankincense and myrrh that's There's cool a lot in there <laughs> but yeah, well, about the gold you're missing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the box had some gold filigree on it like, yeah. all I got. probably wasn't even real but uh the traditional way of doing it from what i understand would be you take out like a log or a coal from the fire and set that and then put the pieces right on top so that they would just kind of sizzle mm. and melt and go, makes in, sense. go into the air yeah. right so that's kind of i think why they re- equate one of them with death because yeah. Back then, death was kind of smelly, and so they used. Uh, they usually did have lots of incenses and other things burning when you're working and 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 um, commemorating someone who's passed because they didn't, didn't have any sort of. Well, I wouldn't want to say anything, right? Egyptians did embalm, embalming and stuff like that, but anyway. That was why that would probably be equated there because they're, they, again, they do have a really good aroma to them. I'll try to remember to bring some maybe next week or next That'd time so cool. you guys can check it out. But, uh, and then and the other interesting thing about this, though, is from everything that most of the biblical scholars talk about, the wise men did not show up right after the shepherds or at the same time as the shepherds, right? You know, in all of our plays, the shepherds and the wise yeah, men they all and come the together. angels, mm-hmm. they're all there over the manger. <laughs> and I guess, I, I don't know exactly how they pull this out, but I get from from what they say, they believe he was anywhere from like six months to two years old when the wise men actually came to 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 where Jesus was, mm. um, which is why Herod said kill every child under the age of two. Right. Right. Otherwise, why didn't he just say kill all the babies? Uh-huh. Right. So, again, another little thing. They just kind of let's just make it into a quick story. Make it easy. Yep. Right. The, I don't know how you, you know, I don't know. Somebody somewhere decided, let's just put this all together into one night. It'll be a better story. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and that's actually, I've heard, that is one of the things they postulate is why we celebrate Christmas when we do, is that is actually when the wise men arrived to visit Jesus, not when he was specifically born, okay. as it were. Um, because every census that's recorded is always done in the spring, right after you plant. So you get to plant. And then you had to go do the census. Okay. Right? Because that's how your life, you know, your world revolved around that stuff back then. Right. So there was pretty good evidence that they'd say that Jesus was actually born more in the springtime. And then this celebrating Christmas would be when the gifts came, when Mm. the wise men showed up. Now, again, there's no historical evidence for that. I don't remember some people with brains bigger than mine sorted that out for some reason. And who knows if they're right? You know, mm-hmm. we'll find out one day when we get up there. And all we can do is what the Bible says in there. Right. You know, that's exactly. What... And it, it doesn't put dates on any of it. It doesn't no. say it happened the next day, two days, same right. day. It just says these things happened. Yeah. It just doesn't, you, you know, we just, in our minds, we've heard it that way once. Mm-hmm. And so we read it that way. Right. Like those, like with the three wise men thing, like, you know, and it was just this year that someone said, well, it never, never says three. And I looked it up. I'm like, you're right. It doesn't ever say three in here, but I swore it's three. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You brought that to my attention too. And like, are you sure? 
Since I was like three years old, I heard three wise men. Yep. Yeah. I've already looked too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, wow, I just read that into there because that's what I heard. Right. You know, yeah. and, and again, it doesn't, you're not, not going to heaven because of it. No, no. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's interesting to understand what preconceived notions can bring to things too, which is something I think is a lot of people who aren't Christians have with Christianity is preconceived notions of what Christianity is, of what it means to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so they that's why they're like, I ain't doing that because of all this that's not even true. Yeah. Right. right. So So as far as that, just because I wasn't involved in that conversation at the time, was there anything previous to that in the prophecies before? Or are you just basing that upon like the four gospels right now? Um, about the three wise men. Oh, the three wise men. No, I don't think there's anything. I don't, there is, you know, that's a good question. I'm trying to, I was about to say no, but I'm then something popped in where maybe there is something about it in one of the prophecies, but I don't yeah. think so. I don't, I, and the reason why I ask is because one of my notes here is, you know, one of the parts is the story was foretold. So, yeah. So basically that's where the questions originate for me since I wasn't part of that. I didn't get to look it up or say like you guys did. I'm just saying. Right. I, I just curious if prophecy may have said that and this is the four gospels didn't. No, nope. you know, them, so. that's a good question. That'd be something I, I did not catch that in, yep. in leading up to this, but it, it could have been. I know almost every step of it was. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't think the shepherds were, yeah. but, um, but I do know that even the part about uh, Herod going after all the children, that's foretold of in the prophecy. They talk about the the women of the area wailing and, and remorsing because, I mean, imagine what that, that had to be such a traumatic event for the people of that area. It's yeah. just they come through and take every kid under the every every male kid under the I age know. of two. I couldn't imagine. No, yeah. I couldn't either. I know. I, you, I guarantee you there were some dads who died too in that. Mm -hmm. I tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just about to make a comment. Yeah, it's a good old voice in the South kids. going, you ain't taking my boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did yep. the same thing. It was, uh, and, and you know, I, I know that's what that part of the prophecy is. It had to happen, unfortunately, because, yeah. right, they, they fled to Egypt. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, they just got in a nice big sack of gold, so that probably helped. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why they weren't rich when they came back because it took it all to move to egypt for a couple of years because that was something i never even thought about or, i mean how it worked but i always wondered about that it's like you know, can you imagine having to just move to a whole different country all of a sudden you mm -hmm. know i mean fleeing for your life i mean i've moved to big big moves a couple of times but never because i was afraid for my life yeah you know and so they had to go all the way down to egypt and and there's not much that's said about that part but there is a prophecy about how the the messiah would have to flee to egypt right and then come back mm -hmm. witness right? protection exactly <laughs> he was he was and, you know and sometimes you put yourselves in mary and joseph's shoes too and you're going man this is jesus and we got to flee mm -hmm. you know and you're like no what you guys don't understand this is jesus so i don't know sometimes i it's hard for me to understand that you know what how they would feel you know, knowing that, you know, Mary gave birth to Jesus and now we have to go flee from a different country, like you said. Right, right. Then I, you know, I wondered too if they thought he was going to be the conquering Messiah that a lot of Jews thought was coming. Mm -hmm. Or did they think, you know, maybe they didn't. Maybe they had, no, you know, no idea. Maybe they kept their minds open. I don't know. But um, that whole, that that's just a, 
giving up everything you know right to go to a different country because the king is trying to kill your your child that's yeah i mean i'd do it in a heartbeat right i yeah. mean if this <laughs> if i had to go down to mexico because somebody was coming after my daughter well yeah. see you do. later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slip this one in here real quick. It says, when Christmas doesn't fit your expectations of what the perfect holiday should be, think about how jo- uh, Joseph and Mary probably didn't think that the manger was perfect place for the child to be born. But look at what a perfect Christmas that turned out to be, though. Right. That is a good good thing to think about, too, because there's a lot of people who don't have a happy Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. around the world all constantly. And we're trying to help harmony out with that a little bit because we've spoiled her a bit too much we only have one kid so you know she gets she gets way more presents than i've ever gotten (laughs) i don't even know it's a little little much but this year we're trying to uh trying to get into more of the giving aspect of it and and uh, so we had you know that the giving tree stuff we were doing here we had her help you know pick out the gifts and and it made you know stuff she wanted too because we made we picked a a girl her age off the tree so we're getting her the exact same type of stuff she would want yeah and she's got to understand that it's you know not for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we did the same thing too you know Wyatt and Autumn they both picked somebody from the tree as well and uh, they went crazy too and went shopping and it was, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. It's all about the, it's, it really is about the, the giving. It is I, about giving. I love giving gifts. The problem is I never seem to have any money left over to buy any of my own to give out, but that's a whole separate topic. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else has. podcast. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else has that issue. But when I go, time for me to go pick up some gifts. It's like, oh, well, I guess they've all been bought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I you know, sometimes I, we got to think about this as giving, you know, this this Christmas holiday. You know, that Jesus came and was born from a virgin, you know, and that was one of the best gifts ever. Um, you know, and, and I think we just discussed that too. Wasn't it last week or Sunday night or something? That, you know, there's nowhere in there, I don't think, that says, uh, you know, we should be remembering the birth as much as we should be remembering the, you know, dying on the cross. That was, I think, Sunday morning with Brother Roger. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I pulled one out of here for that as well. Uh, I'm going to have to find it, but I'll try here. Uh, no, not this one. Go ahead. I'll you should use it. like different color highlighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's true. The whole point of the yeah. season is about the the sacrifice, right? Of giving, you know, of, of giving time, giving gifts, giving money, giving whatever you have, even just love, hugs, well, you, a hand. You give what you can give. Yeah, you know. Yeah, even if you don't think you have anything to give, there's mm-hmm. there's somebody who needs the nothing that you have right right (laughs) you know um and and it is one of those things too that if if everybody just focused on giving i mean we'd all also be receiving a whole bunch too right (laughs) right yeah i found it it's right here it says bethlehem and galgotha the manger and the cross the birth and the death must always be seen together Mm -hmm. yeah and you talk when the the sacrifice of of joseph to to have to you know, unquestionable take what is happening on the faith from God. You know, I mean, 
he was he was told by angels that this was God's child, and he you know he believed it because he didn't have to. Right. You know, when he first found out, he actually made arrangements to try to quietly divorce her. Because mm-hmm. right. you know, in in Jewish culture, when you got in, you got engaged or you were married to somebody, you didn't get married for nine months just to make sure. Mm-hmm. Every time, that's how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he tried to, you know, he went to make it. He wanted, he was trying to not embarrass Mary, but then again, an angel came to him, told him what was what, or it was in a dream, I think. Right? It was in a yeah. dream. He got told in a dream, and again, his faith. To have that kind of faith that had that's again he had to give a lot mm-hmm. to do that to to not and to not say anything you know it's not right. like he was going around either and saying oh, this isn't my kid right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and then you know mary had and joseph both had to sacrifice everything again to go to egypt mm-hmm. they had to they had to give up everything they knew to travel again to a place they didn't know and i mean Maybe they had some relatives down there. I mean, it doesn't talk about that no, situation. We don't know. We don't know. Because, again, not important. Nope. It doesn't change the story. I sure would like to know. I mean, that's <laughs> all, that's the, I'm one of the, I love to know all the little details. <laughs> if you can't tell. Right. But, you know, that's a, and then, of course, Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice for us. Yes. You know. And, and why, and then why, why did Jesus come? Right. Because without him, we're, we're doomed. Mm-hmm. There's no way. It was, it's, it's hard to put our minds around it. If that was the, you know, again, was that the plan from the very beginning? Is that, I mean, God, again, he knows, he knows everything. He knows what's going to happen. He's outside of time. So he sees the beginning and the end. Right. Um, And all of it is God's perfect plan. Right. It is. It's not perfect for us. No. And it never says it's going to be. No, but it's God's perfect plan. And then we can't dispute that. We can't. We can't wrap our minds around it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we can't. Yep. All we can focus on is the greatest gift we've ever been given. The simplest salvation that's, that's that could it. possibly happen. Mm-hmm. There is no other simpler answer. Because yeah, Jesus came to save the lost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That is why he came. He came yeah. to help forgive our sins because every single, every single person is a sinner. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Even the person who's the least sinner mm-hmm. is still a major sinner. Still <laughs> sin, right? I have an answer to your question. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jesus took his place in the manger so that we might have a home in heaven. Yeah. There you go. That's it. There's an answer. Mm-hmm. 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 The answer you're looking for, I don't know. I'll keep going. Until you <laughs> but when you think about that, like I think about that, I, I've been thinking about that probably the last couple of weeks. I mean, since the last podcast too. And, listen to other smarter people talk about the story as well, you know, and, and you just think of Jesus coming to the earth, being born of a virgin, right? I mean, so all of this stuff is pre-planned and he came here for the ultimate sacrifice, just like pastor Rogers said last Sunday. And I always do the ultimate sacrifice because you know, being in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to do it. <laughs> do we have a little bell we ring every time he hits the law enforcement? <laughs> There's our law no, enforcement I, reference I, of the week. I, I think what we ought to do is we need say, one. We just need to say, we need to have a little introduction in there saying, here you go, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
you know, even when Pastor Roger said that too, is the ultimate sacrifice. And, you know, there's, you know, I've had a couple of buddies, you know, die in the line of duty, you know, and, um, you know, I remember, you know, one of them, you know, Brad Jones, uh, you know, I worked on the same, uh, squad as he did. And, um, and he, and he died in the line of duty and, you know, that, you know, that's what we said, you know, that was the ultimate sacrifice and, you know, Jesus is the ultimate, ultimate sacrifice, you know, and when he was born and then died on the cross 33 years later, you know, and he died for our sins, for us. A perfect soul who'd never sinned. Right. For a bunch of terrible, terrible people. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially at the time. Mm-hmm. They were some real terrible people. And I think about that grace that he did, you know, he, and that, that ultimate sacrifice that he did for, you know, just me. And it's just amazing. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing that we still sin every day. We're still sinners. But, you know, we can put our trust into Jesus, you know, and, you know, ask him for forgiveness of the sin that we do commit. And he forgives us. Because mm-hmm. he's already died on the cross for the, that sin. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just... For me, it's awesome. Yeah. Can't get any better than that. You can't. I mean, you really can't. I want to add this to that because this goes along with that. It says the the gift of eternal life. He came to save people for their uh, from their sins. He came to pay for the barrier in our relationship with God and what this gift of eternal life cost him. Um, salvation is the true gift of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it It cost him a lot just for us to be able to stand in their presence right. with God. So, I mean, I'd be upset if I had to sacrifice my son just so that we could be together again. But if that's what it took for us to be together again, I mean, that's a hard decision. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't I don't know how strong you'd have to be. <laughs> right, right. It's never been. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's, it's it was I can't remember if it was the Sunday study or which one of the Bible studies you were just reading through, but where it, it specifically says that, you know, he didn't create hell for humans. It was created for Satan and right. for the fallen angels. Mm-hmm. And then we were tricked into getting roped in with them, right? Yeah. Now, again, this is a, a joke, but, you know, ever since that day, women have had a hard time deciding where to go eat. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, not my that's joke. A, that's not a, my that's joke. a good one. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that what, was pretty what funny too. Say? Come on, what did you say? No wonder they don't want to decide, right? Yeah, right. It didn't right. go so yeah. well last time, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it, it to to know that you know he just wants us back. He just wants us back that's like it. it was, and the only way to do that was to sacrifice his son himself. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's that's hard to wrap our heads around too. Because yeah, he was God's only son, but he also they are the triune God. They are there together, but they're also all one too at the same time. And again, that's outside of our understanding right now. It'll hopefully all make sense to us someday. You know, when we're up there with him, right? We'll be like, oh, we are so dumb, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. But we'll get it. We'll yeah. get it. But the, yeah, I mean, this little bit we're asked to do. That's it. To just have faith in Jesus and then try to be nice to each other. 
Yeah. And then we get into eternity. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have that faith in Jesus. You repent and know that you're a sinner. And, and, you know, everyone says it's a narrow way. You know, it's a narrow way, but mm-hmm. it's the. It's an, e- it's an easy path. I want to say easy. I want to say it's, easy. It's, it's, yeah. it's very, very, you know, it, it is, it is easy. It, but there's struggles. But there's lots of struggles. Right. I mean, there's, there's a lot of struggles as being a Christian. Where aren't there struggles? Right. But, right. But when you look, keep your eye on the end goal and where we're going. Mm-hmm. It makes everything in between mm-hmm. even and, easier. And, and, you, and you know, and this is what I was thinking about too. Why we go through these troubles too is when I'm in, when I get when I go through troubles or, or or hurdles or speed bumps or whatever in life. You know, I always fall back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I always call out His name, and and, and that's what He wants. Mm-hmm. That's what He wants from us. Mm-hmm. And people that don't believe. What do they fall back on? They fall back on their own understanding, and you can tell that we don't understand a lot, mm-hmm. right? So how can you fall back on your own understanding when we don't understand, right? So and when you when we read through the Bible, how perfect it is, how perfect God's plan is. And my faith in the in Jesus, I have something to fall back on. And I would rather fall back on that all day than my own understanding. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I fail all the time. Well, and how many people have you heard who would never claim to be a Christian, but as soon as times get tough, they start praying to God. Right. I mean, they you, you slip right into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know I did when I wasn't a practicing Christian. There were numerous times I was like, oh, Lord, please, just, you yeah. know, if you can hear me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I heard, this, I heard this this week, too, and I was like, well, this is awesome. When we got saved, we have a direct line to Jesus, a direct line mm-hmm. into the command station, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to wait on hold. We don't have to go through this person to go to that person, to go to this person, to chain get in contact, command. the chain of command <laughs> yeah. to get to in contact to the CEO. Right. A meeting. When we became saved, we have that direct line now. Like I can't even understand that. I, I can't even grasp that in my mind that every time I call out to his name, it's a direct line. He hears me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we hear that too, where, you know, I, I'm going to pray once about it and not pray again. But, you know, I think God wants us to come to him. And we don't care if we pray about the same thing over and over again. He, he doesn't says, care. He says our prayers are like incense to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it says it, he, he wants us to pray to him. Right. And that's the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he wants us to keep that line busy all the time. He does. Well, I mean, if you got somebody you love, I mean, I, I mean, even though sometimes it gets a little tough, I love talking to my daughter. I mean, she's right. got a billion questions and they just keep on coming <laughs> right. 24-7. But I, I still, wonder where she gets that from. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> she wouldn't. must be your mom. She wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it for the world, though. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't right. trade it at all. I want her to talk Be- to me always. Mm-hmm. Because that's that love you have. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the love Jesus has for us. Mm-hmm. He wants to hear from his children, the children of God. And that's what we are. Yep. In good times and bad. And yeah, good and bad. All I mean, all all the time. And 
Mm-hmm. That's why I, I, I mean, I'm in the habit now. I just talk to Jesus every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, sometimes it's a conversation. Sometimes it's a prayer. Um, and I always start my day off with, you know, with God, you know, and sometimes we got to get out of that habit of, of being on our phones. Mm-hmm. Where the first thing you do is wake up and I was there. I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. I'm not, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. looking at you guys when I'm preaching to myself. The first thing you wake up in the morning, you go right to your phone, mm-hmm. right? It's either Facebook or emails or, you know, whatever. I, and you're like, just I, for a minute and then I'll get to praying. Right. And then 30 right. minutes have gone by. You're like, oh, I better make breakfast and get going. Yeah. And you don't even know what you even looked at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So now, you know, I've gotten to that habit where, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm talking to Jesus. Wait, okay, Bible memes don't count though, right? So sometimes we got to get out of that, you know, and it's just, you start your day off with them, you end your day with them, you continue your day with them. Mm -hmm. It's just that relationship you have. And and it's almost like the same thing you would, you would think of as your kid, you know, when they go off to school, you want to say bye to them. You know, you know, you want to greet them in the morning. You want to, you know, say good night to them at night. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You know, he, we're the children of Jesus, you know, we're the children of God and, and he wants to hear from us all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sorry, I'm off track. But you know, we're Christmas. Yeah, no, that's or, still part of it. <laughs> yeah. It all so still track. lines up. It, it really does because it's that's the whole point of this Christmas season. The story is there to remind us of of what happened, right? right? Of what all the things that that took place. And I'm almost certain too that it, originally it was more there too to highlight the connections to prophecy to make sure that the people understood that this was the fulfillment of the prophecy mm-hmm. you know and i've even heard i've heard some people try to possibly say well why, why do so many you know jews reject jesus and just but it says so in the bible that the, they were so that the jew the uh, Judea had turned so far from the Lord, he's hardened their hearts. Mm-hmm. They're not going to accept Jesus right now, like not in mass anyway. I mean, there are some who do, and and it's kind of neat, their stories and stuff like that. But there's, we are not supposed to do anything, you know, against them. They're still God's chosen people. They're going to be the ones who have to do all the heavy lifting in in the end times, right? right? I mean, they, they, they got it coming, and I don't envy them none for that. But I think also, which, which one of the strangest things is how, you know, I consider, I, I appreciate the Jewish culture and their religion. And I think it's an amazing what they are doing and done. But, you know, I, we're, we're supporters of them that it doesn't come back the other direction. And I don't care. Right. They actually don't like Christian Christians and Christianity as much. You know, there's Jews who try to preach Christ to people are usually not looked on very well and they're given a hard time. You know, I can't remember exactly what they call themselves. The Messianic Jews, I think, is what they're called, mm. the ones who believe in Christ. Um, but it's just an interesting stat that I've seen is that that, you know, America, Christians in America offer so much support to Israel. And right. that's an amazing thing. I think we should. Right. I mean, if you think about it without us, I mean, Israel probably wouldn't exist right now. Right. You know, I mean, I know Britain was the big impetus behind actually making it happen, but they wouldn't have won that war if we wouldn't have stepped in Mm -hmm. too and helped out. And the whole reformation of their, there's never, ever been a nation that disappeared and then was brought back. Right. (laughs) Right. Not a single one in the history of the world. So. That's, I think that also points a little bit towards God too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, sorry to go farther off no. field here, but it's, 
it's just a point to how all these things show the truth to it. Right. You know, and we can't know the exact story. We can't get, you know, God can't give out the exact plan. Here it is X, Y, Z, because then Satan and the fallen angels could easily corrupt it and mimic it and make a bunch of people believe that's exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. And their, their only goal now, this, this is something interesting to think about too. Their only goal right now is to just see how many people they can make fail. They know they can't win. Mm -hmm. It's just a battle of how many people can they keep from salvation. Yeah. Just out of spite. Right. And I can't remember who said it, but somebody said to us, you know, the greatest or the biggest diss towards the devil is the fact that God could, if he wanted, probably just snap his fingers and make him disappear. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't matter. He can't do nothing about the plan. So he doesn't even have to. Right. (laughs) That's like whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, sorry, you don't matter. Yep, and he, and and Satan knows who who he is. Yeah, and Satan knows his power. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and he knows all he's got to do is sow a little doubt. That's it. All he's got to do is sow a little discord or sow a little, uh, uh, what is it, a compromise is the big thing we're seeing a lot of days in right. a lot of churches now. Just you know, oh, it'll be okay if we just do. We don't have to be listen to that rule or that law. We can just do this. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And is that exactly what it means? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't even think that's supposed to be in what the Bible. What version of the Bible you have? Yeah, some, <laughs> somebody added that later. I'm yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the story it's it's an amazing story. It all the stories in there and the way they connect, the way in a way that you know. Again, I can understand why some people who don't understand how the Bible was written would say, well, yeah, it'd be easy to write that because you could just write your one part and then yeah, right. you write the answer to the prophecy later. It's like it was written by different people in mm-hmm. different places, hundreds of years apart from each other. Yeah. And some of it wasn't even written down before other parts were written down. And like, you know, it's it just that's not how it was put together. And there's even people, I, I heard an interesting claim the other day that people are like, well, it's because it's been corrupted and changed. It's like, oh, yeah, where's the, where's the evidence for that? Right. Because there isn't none. No. There are thousands and thousands of biblical manuscripts from all over the world, from all over the ancient world, all, you know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years old. And yeah, there's tiny, tiny differences. It's usually like, you know, oh, I accidentally put an R instead of a T and so right. it's a different word. Minor things, like just mistranslations, not changes. Like mm-hmm. the exact words are in the same man, hundreds of manuscripts, if not thousands of manuscripts written in different languages from different places. That doesn't happen. That, that, no, it doesn't. That happen. does not happen. No. <laughs> you know, when it's yeah. copied We, we by talked hand. about that last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. About that. yeah. yeah. It's, it is backed up scripturally it is backed up historically Mm -hmm. it is backed up in so many amazing ways that again preconceived notions people just say oh yeah now this man wrote that right it's like you you don't even know what you're talking about yeah you're just go you're repeating what you saw on facebook right (laughs) yeah with that being said this says the true spirit lies within your heart I think when you're you talk about questioning anything that goes on the in the bible I think if you have Jesus in your heart your questions tend to change, but you still question in a direction that's beneficial to you as far as, oh, we don't need to do that or change this. It's how do I need to change to make this work in our right. lives? That's mm-hmm. a Holy yeah. Spirit conviction. Exactly. Thing. You know, it, it really so, is. So there's going to be all the naysayers everywhere, but once you accept Jesus in your heart, you'll be able to question in a different way to be able to 
I don't want to say fit your life, but basically to be within your life. Right. Uh, because right now people just want to question it to fit their lives. Right. Right. And not necessarily be formed for their lives. Yeah. yeah. So they don't want to give up something. Right. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, what do you got to give up? Lying to people? Yeah. Stealing stuff? Cheating on people? What, yeah. Like, what do you, what exactly do you not want to give up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, there are, and there, I think there's a lot of things that people get hung up on too with the, my own, oh, this detail, that detail, this and that. And, and I've stolen it. It's the, it's a Bruce Lee quote, but I stole it. It's like if there's the big, beautiful full moon, I'm pointing at it and all you're talking about is my finger. <laughs> right. I mean, that's just such a tiny little piece. Yeah. Don't lose, don't keep your eye on the finger. Don't miss the heavenly glory right. that's going on up there. Or you know? I've heard you say most of the, you know, some of the Bible you can read that may not have been for you. Yeah. I've heard you say that many times in our studies. You can read something that may not apply to you right now. Mm-hmm. So just don't question because yeah. it doesn't apply to you at the moment, you know? Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, at, yeah, the, yeah, moment. at the moment. Yeah, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. never know. Because right. of the living word. It yeah. can apply 10 seconds after you think it doesn't apply to you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. I have I and I've, I have not I probably barely read the entire Bible twice like in my life so far. I'm gonna keep working on it. Yeah, and I want to do it more. And Over-tier. yeah, well, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to get my exercise mansion up in heaven. Right? Yeah, <laughs> can we come hang out? Yeah, yeah. for sure, brother. For sure. <laughs> uh, but it, it sec- sections I have read two, three times. I'll read again mm-hmm. and be like, wait, what? Yeah, was that yeah. in there? Did that say that before? Because that's. It totally just open. Oh, I mean, it is. It fits your life at different times, different places. Uh, there's been numerous times we've all talked about it where you show up to a, a sermon on Sunday and you're like, "How did he know?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's cameras in my house. Yeah, <laughs> how did he know? How did he know? He's a mind reader. Yeah, yeah. podcast yeah. hadn't even been released yet. Right. Yeah. How did he know? <laughs> right. How did he know? Is he preaching on the same thing we just talked about? Yeah. He now must have that, that direct, he must have that direct look, line. Yeah. Now <laughs> yeah, we're going to look like posers. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Supposed to have a microphone in this room yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's, I mean, the very first sermon my wife and I heard when we came back to the Lord. That's how that was. We left that sermon like, how did, how, what? Like, how did that hit directly on yeah. what we are going through right now? Right. And it's the first time we've been to church in a decade. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like, I was like, I've been waiting for you. Yeah, that's it. I've been waiting. <laughs> yeah. He's always I, right there. As I know I probably said it before, but it is just funny because I, I got that Bible app on my phone finally. You know, I'm, I'm behind on the technology curve. But I was listening to it work and I come home and just being goofy, I told him, I was like, have you read this Bible? It's got a lot of information. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and of course, her response, are you dumb? <laughs> 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 But come on now, look, look. Yeah. <laughs> so. Right, right. Yeah, it we does. Can't, and we can't compromise with that. No. Nope. You know, we don't compromise with the Bible. It's in there. That's what we, that's what we, that's what we read. That's what we believe. That's mm-hmm. what we say. You know, there's no compromising with that. Yep. But, but as a Christian, I think, too, if you attempt to do that, you'll be convicted real quick. About I think so. It. Yes. Yeah. If you yeah. truly there's, are. Yeah. There's many yes. a times, yes. that, you know, you, you try and there's, there's always a wall put up real fast mm-hmm. or a, a you know, stop sign of some sort. Yeah. Going mm-hmm. your way. If you attempt to curve off God's will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I know the, the hard part I know for, again, a lot of people are, don't want to change. They don't like giving up 
what they think they need mm-hmm. in their lives, not realizing they don't. Cause this is, again, God's got you. He's, he's definitely got you. But the, and the, I think the other big hurdle for a lot of people who are not Christians or thinking about it or, you know, new Christians is that again, they, I don't want to say they're too hard on themselves for when they do fail, but it is a little bit of that. They're they're They doubt themselves too much. I was like, Oh, I can't, I must, I can't, I must not be doing it right because I still keep failing. But it's like, no, we all fail. We're all going to keep failing over and over. I mean, even, you know, Paul, well into his ministry, calls himself the chief sinner, mm-hmm. right? The chief, And I, again, like scholars will debate left and right what he meant by that. I think he means that we're all that, that every single person don't even look around and try to be like, oh, I'm the worst person in the room. I can't be a Christian. I, God doesn't want to use me. That's a bunch of junk right there. Right. That right. is what right. we, well, we don't realize here. I keep reading this quote thinking it's going to pop in sometime. I'm just going to put it in there. Uh, it says, what are, uh, what you are is God's gift to you and what you become is your gift to God. So what I keep wanting to come back to as you guys keep talking to that is people don't realize we're all on an even playing field. We're all sinners. We sin in different ways, but God said one sins is worse than the other sins. Mm-hmm. So people don't realize we're all on even playing fields. So I don't understand why we can't sit here and realize you're not better than I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we worse. Can, or worse than I am. Right. We can sit here and learn the same way, praise God, worship God, but people choose not to or people choose to fill their lives with other things other than that. So I, I, I wanted to pop that quote in there, but I think I needed to – Wait, like I said, just because I wanted to say we're all on an equal playing field here. Mm-hmm. And, that's why, and that's why we remember the cross. Oh, yeah. What he did on the cross. Yeah. Right there. That, that says it all. It, it doesn't hey. say the blood covered just this sin, that sin, all sins. Oh, yep. So, I mean, I, people need to get through their heads that we're all the same. We all sin the same. We mm-hmm. were born sinners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, it's, it's difficult to sit here and fathom that people just want to sit here and make more excuses over... Mm-hmm. something that's taken care of. And, and I think the point that proves that you are ready and that you are a believer is the fact that you feel bad about it. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you need to have. If you're, if you're sinning and like, whatever, I'm forgiven. Well then no, you don't, that that's not real. That's mm-hmm. not what you're supposed to do. And you're going to find yourself. You don't have that work. conviction. Yeah, oh, yeah. You don't have the conviction that the, the, that's where the fact that you even doubt yourself that you're worthy because of your sin right there proves that you are worthy yeah. <laughs> of God yeah. because you're like, I know how terrible I am. Mm-hmm. I know I just, what I've done. I just got the beat down of conviction. I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And right. it, it right. doesn't. Yeah. It sure doesn't. Yeah. But it's, it's, that's what helps us do better. Oh yeah. 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 And, and so, we, and we deal with that as Christians. Yeah. I mean, we deal with doubt, mm-hmm. you know, and we deal, I mean, there's, I was listening to another podcast uh, today and they were talking about depression you know, in Christians, that happens, mm-hmm. you know, and I think they brought up the, the Psalms 88 and, you know, and that really talks about, you know, just crying out to God, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what we do. And that's what, that's what he, <laughs> we, we keep going back to it, but that's what he wants us to do, you know, just yeah. cry out to him. Yeah. And if you're, you know, if you don't have a good church where the people there actually want to fellowship with you mm-hmm. you can i could see how you could feel only because I've, right. I've seen and, and you know we were looking for churches we went to some big churches i'm not saying that there was no one there who was nice right but you know there was just you could tell it was like the few people who was like they saw that as that's their job 
that's their role there was to make sure everybody's greeted and everybody knows where to go and mm-hmm. everybody's, ha- you know, and they're, they'll be, the, you know, but they're not like inviting you and become friends and stuff like that. Again, where, when we I come here and it's not like I really know everybody well, there's too many people here to know everybody that right, well. Right. But, you know, it, there's, when we do the whole, you know, shake a hand and hug a neck before church, I mean, you know, everybody's like, okay, can I get to everybody around the room? I mean, we're all trying to say hi to everybody. And they're like, okay, well, they're halfway through the song. I better go sit back down. <laughs> or, or we already shook hands once or twice already in the morning. We again. still run to the same. Yes. Hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, but that those people are there for you when you're feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling like that, if you've got a good church, you Go tell those people. Be like, hey, I'm struggling right now. Yeah. Can you pray for me? And you're going to find, yeah, they're going to pray for you, but then you're going to find somebody else who's like, hey, what do you need? You want me to make you some food? Mm-hmm. You want to come over? You want to do whatever? I mean, a good Christians will be there for you in a way that you rarely find elsewhere. Right? We kind of talked about that in a previous podcast too, though. But it's it's something that I I didn't find as much in the non-Christian world, right? Mm-hmm. It you know You'll find people who want to hang out, want to be your friend, want to have good times with you. Yep. When the times aren't good is when they're not there. Yeah. Whereas that's where church is different. Yeah. You know, the church is good. And, you know, we, and um, like I said before, you know, the Psalms 88, let me read the first two verses of yeah. that. Cause yeah. I mean, it just really, it, it, you know, uh, it says, Oh Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus wants from us, mm-hmm. right? You know, day and night. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're dealing with whatever we're dealing with, that's what he wants from us. You know, just cry out to him. And, um, you know, I read that whole, the the Psalms 88, you know, going through there. And it, it's pretty good. You know, it's just, uh, I, I mean, I probably read it before, but like you said, it's a living word. And mm-hmm. when you, when you read it, at a different part of your life and different struggles. And you're like, all right, hmm. I'm crying out to you, God. Yeah. <laughs> yep. and, and what's hard to fathom back to my last point was also too, is we're living in a world that wants accept, acceptance, mm-hmm. but we can't accept the most simple exception, uh, exception grift that is offered to us mm-hmm. as far as comfort and love. But we all want to be accepted, but they don't have in mind what acceptance they want. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think that's, that's again, partially probably the other side's work in trying to, you know, on, on TV and media and what oh, you yeah. see, they try to show you what acceptance is, especially nowadays. It's, it's oh, if you're not getting enough likes and clicks and whatever, mm-hmm. that then you're not being accepted. Right. You know? Um it, and I know it's causing a lot of problems with young people nowadays. And and to us, we're like, this doesn't make any sense at all because there was, there was none of that. No, there wasn't. There yeah. wasn't. We were taught different things. We were taught to idolize rock stars and movie stars mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And now people yeah. are idolizing TikTok stars and, right. and Instagram stars <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. And there's always something that they're trying to prop up on a pedestal to show you this is the pinnacle. And the crazy part is, is 99% of those people they hold up as pinnacles are like, how many of their lives turn out great? Most of them end up just burning out fast yeah. and hard. Like they are yep. not actually pinnacle people yeah, in right. any way, shape or form. And I'm not saying all of them, but yeah. you know. But speaking about idolizing too, Brother Roger Sunday brought up another point as you 
uh, pointed out a while ago, but uh, I sent you this quote earlier. It said, he's not a baby in a manger anymore. Mm-hmm. We, ought, we ought not to only ought to, uh, idolize the baby in the manger. We have to realize he grew up and took care of our sins, comforted us, and loved us every, in every which way he could. So we need to make sure that just because it's Christmas, it's not only about a baby being born, but the birth and the death. So mm-hmm. we, we need to idolize the whole life. <laughs> right. So. He was a man. man. <laughs> right. More man than we could be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was the ultimate man. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and it's, it's just a... a a good time to remember like Easter also is too, but it's another one of those good points in the year for us just to remember all of that that comes with it. All of the, the true gift we've given and the, what little we can share in return with others. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully with that too, you know, as we talked about some last week, just keep trying to help remind people what the true purpose of Christmas is right. and what the, the true importance of this season is. And, um, you know, I'm still going to buy more Christmas lights and put up more lights on the house. <laughs> That's not going to change. Um, and you're still going to decorate Christmas trees, whether somebody wants to try to tell me or that, not that's so not you're Christian. Telling me Santa's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Wait no, a second. No, he's telling you to go on the old winter web and click like, oh. you like my house, my lights. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, you know, I'm still going to, those things don't change my faith in Jesus or my faith in the season. Right. There's a lot of other people who've lost the the truth behind it and focus too much on that other side of it. Then, and I don't know. Yeah. Imagine if all that focus, at least half that focus of all the commercialized stuff was on Jesus. Could you imagine how much better this place would be? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's forward. all right. No, I don't remember now. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm, like I said last week, I'm gonna have to build myself a manger. I couldn't, can't find a good one to buy anywhere that I like. Yeah. You know, there's some to order online, but you never know what you're gonna get. Do you need some goats? No, I don't need any <laughs> real goats. Make, no, make no. the living table. Uh, the <laughs> right. Although I do, I might need to borrow a uh, table saw or a uh, if you got a. Uh, not a scroll saw. What am I thinking? A band saw. Might need a band saw. Yeah, yeah. Might need to come over. All right. Yeah. We'll start a band? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not rock band, Randy. Not rock no. band. Yeah, I mean, we got we to gotta remember, you know, the reason for the season, right? I, it's, mm-hmm. I hear it all the time, but, generic, you know, we, we, it's yeah. generic, but we really do. Yep. You know, Jesus was born from a virgin. You know, that's the power of God. You know, that's, it can't happen anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And he came here to save, you know, he came here to save us mm-hmm. and he died on the cross f- for our sins. You know, he just, he just got to keep remembering that. Yep. And sharing that with other people too. Mm-hmm. And, and being honest when we share it with people too. I think that's the right. other piece to it too. It'd be like, Hey, you know, listen, I just want to come tell you how terrible I was, <laughs> how no. terrible I am. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm okay. And this is why. Yeah. And this is why. Because I think that's the, especially in our culture nowadays, no, everybody's being raised to avoid conflict, Mm -hmm. to avoid feeling bad. Oh, you you hurt my feelings. Right. Emotional damage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's, and so, 
So every, <laughs> every, you know, you come up to somebody and be like, yeah, you're a sinner. You're going to hell. And like, that's, you know, immediately everyone's like, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> right. Walls have come up yeah. and they're just not going to talk to you at all. Emotional yeah. overload. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, we have to, we don't change the message, but we can change the way we deliver the message. Correct. I think if we come at it from more of the approach of, you know, I want to tell you how bad and terrible my life was mm -hmm. and how it's not that much better now, but I feel a lot better about it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt my emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right. I, I have peace. Yeah. Yep. I have uh, acceptance for the things that go on in my life that are, you know, they're, they're not in my control. They're all in God's control. Everything that happens in my life is is God's control. And if, if I'm moving towards his will and going to accomplish whatever his plan is, then I'm I'm fine with that now. Mm -hmm. You know, and it I, not not going to be my plan. I know that. Right. But yeah. I'm, I'm OK with that. And I'm, I'm interested. I want to see where it goes. Right. right. I do too. You know, I had another great thing I heard, too, that, that and, you know, credit to the younger generation that is following following up in the lord because there's a lot of good stuff i'm seeing out there from some of the young people who are coming to jesus now and uh, this guy was talking about you know it's like you get up to heaven and in your mind you're getting prepared to be like okay i'm gonna i totally i have an explanation for why i did that and i know <laughs> i know i'm gonna have to tell you about these things i did here <laughs> you're getting prepared to argue your case and you get up in front of god and he says oh i know you Oh yeah, <laughs> that's gonna feel so nice. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> wouldn't that be great? Oh yeah, you it's, don't have to say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> says, oh, I remember. I know you. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. But one thing I want to bring up, and this is just a point of view. This is nothing set in stone here, but I'm gonna steal something from Jed here a few weeks ago. But I think the reason why we tell the Christmas story the way we do is to keep it simple. Once you get to a point that you want to know more about it. You can do your own research and figure out all the details in between. Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. right. So basically keeping that simple, I think, will allow people to want to understand it more instead mm -hmm. of just throwing all them facts all together and like this. You know, I think going back to his point was just keep that simple and we can learn from it later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You get the so. message out there in front of them is simple and then you can go in depth and yeah. it's either going to intrigue knowledge. them or it's not. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just want to throw that out there because I, I thought maybe after listening here, I was like, well, maybe that's one reason why we need to just put it out there, why it is simple. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, as Christians, we do try to tend to make things harder. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. But in the same sense, it's not in our intentions. It's just we want you to know everything as well. I mean, some of us got told more in depth and some just had enough to say, yeah, that's what I want right there. I'll figure it out later. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep, and we have to make sure we don't uh, become too judgmental against those who don't listen right away either. Because oh, yeah. nobody listens right away. Right now, yeah. <laughs> even I'm, Jesus wasn't when he was on the earth. I mean, he wasn't judgmental. Yeah. No, then yeah. he specifically said that. That's what made me bring it up from mm -hmm. our Sunday study. Yep. There's a part where Jesus says, "I'm going to I'm going to tell them the truth that I am the way, I am the light, and if they don't listen, I'll judge them." Yeah. Right. That's mm -hmm. that's not what he was there for. No, nope. yep. and that, and we're we're to model Jesus. That's it. So we are not here to judge people. Mm -mm. That's the one that's again tricky for all of us to understand. Is we are not we are to judge, but not be judges. Yeah, we are supposed to be able to say this is someone I shouldn't hang out with. These are things I shouldn't do, and be judging of our own lives. Right, but not be the judge over anyone else and be like, 
you are condemned or you're, you know, I'm angry because you're not listening and you don't get what I'm trying to lay out to you here. You just, you just with forgiveness, with love, yeah. you just keep saying, it's like, okay, if you don't get it, you want to, we can talk about a different way. Yeah. I can try explaining some more. Maybe yeah. come back next week yeah. if you want. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say, not to exclude them either, because I mean, look at Jesus. He went back to the tax collectors and sinners. So right. I mean, uh-huh. he, right. he didn't say, oh, no, I told you once I'm leaving now. I can't be around you no more. You know, mm-hmm. there was a lot more others, you know. And like that judgment always reminds me of too, like if you have another Christian brother falling, you yeah. know, that's when I'm going to, you know, that's hopefully we, that's when we step in and go, Hey brother, you're going the wrong way. Yeah. Let me you help know? you. Let me help Not you. Come in yelling and right. scolding right. and spitting you and know? saying, I don't want to talk to you ever again. It could be as that, you know, those trials that we've gone through in our lives, maybe they're going through that trial now. And mm-hmm. that's why we have that trial mm-hmm. saying, Hey, I know how you feel right now. The yep. experience we, mm-hmm. we, we take on as well is a good testimony for later. Yep. Yep. And then, and the, as we've also talked about, if you don't know what to say, you're not sure what to do. The the least thing you can do is say, "Why don't you come come to church and yep. see? Just come with me, yeah, yep. or come come to a Bible study right. with me. Come watch this this pastor that or listen yep. to this podcast. Even nowadays, right. it's yeah. even easier. Be like, here, I'll, you know, I can't explain it as good as yep. this. I'll share this with mm-hmm. you. That's what I do all that. the time. Yeah, yeah." Then come, then let's talk about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I think, the final piece that we always got to try to throw out there, too, is say, okay, here, go listen to this, and I'm going to listen to it again, too, and then let's talk about it afterwards. Yeah. Right? And I think that's, again, that's that's the, just having that patience, because I mean, the patience that Jesus sh- showed, even with his own disciples and apostles. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, 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 none of us have that level of patience. <laughs> well, and that's why I say to myself, too, the patience that he has with me. Yeah, that's true. Again. Come on, Derek. Again? Again? <laughs> you knucklehead. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to agree with with that because in the same sense, I mean, there, there's many of times that you don't have to sit here and talk about Bible and Jesus to every conversation. Mm-hmm. But we always sit here and say, you know, we need to be the image of God and, you know, the peace and all that. We can just befriend somebody and they see how different we are from the next person. And that just intrigues them more than sitting here Bible thumping. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not always a conversation about that. You could lead into that later on, but it's not always that direction. Mm-hmm. I know we've said it, but I'm just saying, just reinforce. But, I mean, there's a lot of times that some more, I mean, We'll we'll throw this out there again, you know, our cop buddies. Ooh. Yeah. You sit there and you can chit chat about everything in the world, but as soon as you bring up God, it's like, help, nope, I've got one buddy right now. He'll sit there and go, Nope, as soon as I walk in here, that whole building is set on fire. So good, we need a new one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. We got insurance. Come yeah. on in. Yeah. So, you know, there there's uh, excuses. But mm-hmm. but as soon as they see the peace and the difference between you know, uh, you know, from you to the next guy, you know, maybe they'll get inquisitive later. So mm-hmm. it's not always one direction. Right. Yep. And I think that's, that's another way you can share God with people is just sharing how grateful you are to God in good mm-hmm. times and bad times. Right. Yep. Not keeping that to yourself. Yep. Not, not just, you know, it's, you know, you're supposed to go into your private area and pray mm-hmm. for sure. 
but there also is, a, I think, a time and a place to be like, hey, you know what, I'm, this is tough right now. I'm just going to, you, know, you mind sitting and praying with me for a second. Even if you don't believe, I'm going to pray. You can just be with me mm-hmm. while I pray. That can be powerful to somebody too. Mm-hmm. There's so many little tiny seeds right. you can plant, right. right? Little tiny bits of water you can put. And and the whole thing that, you, that all Christians need to remember is that we are not tasked with the job of planting, watering, harvesting every single person. Mm-hmm. It is not your project to be like, I've picked this person and I'm going to stay on them until they accept Jesus. <laughs> right. Now, I'm not saying you can't do that. If that's what you're called to do and you feel you're called to do it, great. But don't feel bad if it's just a kind word in one place, a prayer in another place. You know, as I was saying last week, putting in a uh, in the messages I send to people when they're like, oh, yeah, we got to something happen with my mom and we're not going to be able to do the thing. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to keep you and your family in my prayers. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I work with people who live in California. And I'm not saying anything negative about California. You're all thinking it rather loudly. Um, (laughs) Where's that now? I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. But But I'll tell you what. what. But no one, I mean, not a single person has been like, oh, prayer. I mean, every single person was like, thank you. Thank you. I mean, because you just, I don't think you hear that enough in in other spaces, in Mm -hmm in an extra space, right? You'll hear it in church all the time. You tell anybody in church you're having a problem, they're going to pray for you. Mm -hmm. If you tell a stranger that you're having a problem, they say, I'm going to pray for you. That is, that is, that has a completely different, that hits different. And I'm going to tell you a secret. I got a direct line to Jesus. Right. (laughs) I got his number. He's my buddy. Yep. I mean, I wear some, you know, I've got that tank top that says, you know, Jesus is my homeboy on it. Right. And I don't know if they made it to be funny or not, but I don't, I don't care. I believe it. Jesus is my homeboy. Like he is right there. He's my, he is my best friend. He is my confessor. He is my mentor. Yeah. And then, you know, and we got to remember too that, you know, he is our father. Yeah. You know, he is. He's our father. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, did you know my best friend was born in a manger? So. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It all lines up. Yeah, it yeah. does. It yeah. does. There's a check mark. Check mark. Got that one. Check. Got it. <laughs> we still got plenty of quotes left on Randy's sheet to oh, go. Wow. So I, I've only got a few more. So when we're, we're calling it quits, you let me know and I'm going right. to finish I, mean, I think we really touched on, you know, the Christmas the Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. the, the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. We can go into a bunch of details and, or we can keep it real simple. Yeah. You know, but. and if you want to know more, yeah, there's in the manual that'll tell you a whole lot more about it. Yeah. It's called right. the Bible. The Bible. <laughs> or personal email, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that again, Ray? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I can look it up for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll research it together. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. There's, I mean, there's also, there's so many great studies you can listen to. Um, online you do got to be careful mm, when you listen you to online because oh, um, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of silly stuff out there yeah, too there is. that's that, there's a reason why they warn in the bible about leaven or what we call yeast right because you put just a little bit in there and the way it works is yeah. it multiplies and it spreads and i think that's the devil's favorite trick it is. is to take 95 percent the truth and sprinkle five percent lie in there because mm-hmm. then you'll swallow it down every time you you can you can fact check all kinds of stuff and then there's one little piece right there that's just yeah. off in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What and, was that little game you played as a kid where you had one person say something and go through about four or five of them? Yeah, the, the telephone game. Yeah. yeah. I had had a 
totally different thing you were <laughs> right, talking about. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, the, the one I listen to all the time is most of you guys know is that no sanity required at Brody Holloway. You know, and that's what he does is he, he, he speaks the truth. He, 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 you know, it's, it's from the Bible and, you know, that's the guy that I, you know, kind of listen to all the time, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, uh, he's, he's, he's one of the good ones. Yep. You know, I think one that's, of the good ones. That's one of the litmus tests I have too, is if it's, do they, do they actually talk from the Bible a mm-hmm. lot? If it's somebody who just says, we're going to study this one verse today. It's like, I don't think you're supposed to get your entire life from a verse. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, it's, it's. It's a story. Each story is in context. You kind of have to have the 10 verses before and the 10 verses after to actually have it make what it truly means yeah. make sense. And so, you know, that's that's one of my litmus tests for anybody who I'm listening to is it or any even church when we were looking at churches. Is it is it do they actually is it we're going to take these five words and then talk for an hour about those five words? <laughs> or are we going to read a story? We're going to read a chapter. We're going to read a section yeah. and then talk about that. Right. And I think that's in, in a, a good test you can go with, because otherwise you're trying to, I think. I don't want to say grasp at straws necessarily, but you're trying to look for two, you know, extra millions of layers of meaning where you're, you're missing the point yeah. of mm-hmm. what the Bible of that story is about. I think when brother Roger first got here, he had something to say like that. He, he was talking about, don't just go through there and try to pick out a verse to find meaning. And he said, cause you're going to land on one that said like Judas went and hung himself. <laughs> and you're right. sitting here going, oh, that's not what I need to hear. <laughs> so right. you can't just take one and just make it make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You, there, in anything, it, there's a story to anything. Yep. Throw out any kind of topic and there's something to talk about to make that meaning what it needs to be. Made. And probably both ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In reverse to that. Yes. Yep. Too. I'm just saying that you just, you don't, you can't just take this and, run with it you right know, you have to research out or yep. look into it further yep yep and then if you can find somebody who's you know a hebrew scholar or a greek scholar who actually understands the languages it was written in is that you no oh, no no, no. Not, we, we're just trying we're, to find out your yet. limit here not, not, yeah. not yeah. working on it, working on it. no yeah. one of those weekend programs <laughs> yeah. it's online uh, online yeah but uh those they're I find they can get you a lot of context because they can, you know, I like how they'll say this word that's used here is also used here, 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 and here. So that's how we know this is solid. We know what this word means. Mm-hmm. There are other parts, especially some of the ones where we like everyone's murky. And the reason everyone's murky is because this word is only used once in the Bible or twice in the Bible. So we don't have a lot of context to understand how are they using it? Mm-hmm. What exactly does it mean? Because the original languages is written in nobody speaks those languages anymore mm-hmm. no there isn't you can't just go ask somebody's mima what it means they don't know challenge accepted race going to do it in two weeks <laughs> yeah. they don't know what it means even yeah. even people who study it for their entire lives will tell you that like you know there's no way i can nail this down because and that's that we're told there are mysteries in here mm-hmm. eternal mysteries and again they, that might not be for you it yeah. might that verse might never be for you yeah it might be for somebody else yeah. it might be for for everyone around you i mean again you can't <laughs> if if you can't understand that one little part you can ask some people go to your pastor try to find somebody or just keep reading yeah come back to it another day 
come back to it another year and see what it means to you, yep. you know? And Especially when you, like we have in the last year, have grown together and got more in-depth to our studies. What we read a year ago doesn't mean the same probably today. <laughs> right, right. No, it's very true. Yeah. It's very true. And it's it's... And I think that's another good piece to it too, is finding people to be with, right? There's a, there's a good place for personal study of the Bible, but I think just as much as is, is time spent with at least one other Christian, because you know, there's, it's, as he says, wherever two or more of you are gathered, mm -hmm. I am there. Right. Right. And, and that even could just be in your family. Even if you just sit down with your wife and your kids and read a Bible story talk about it, find out how everyone thinks and feels about it, what they think the meanings are. And, you know, we are all going to have different opinions. We're all going to have different ideas and they might all be wrong. We really don't know, but. Well, I mean, as long as we go back to the Bible, I mean, as long really, as we go back yeah, to the Bible, go back, exactly. you yep. go back. Yep. And as long as you're not reading one of those weird new versions of the Bible that have like added thousands of words to it. There's right. A, there's a couple out there. You got to watch out for those. But yeah. man, I'm, I'm still struggling with the one I got. There's a lot of words in there. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a couple of them out there that I've heard that they've added like, like 10, 20% more wow. to try to make it context, but it's all just made up. It's mm. all just, that is all made up. And yeah, yeah those ones you gotta, gotta be wary of too. But you know, but I'm also not an onlyist. I'm not a, you know, oh, it's got to be King James no, only. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, I got, I read the new King James because it's a little easier to understand. Mm -hmm. But I also, I like the ESV. I yep. like to look at the NASB sometimes. I like to actually take three Bibles and read the verse in three different Bibles. Yep. So yeah. I can be like, hmm, okay, okay. That's what I do. Yeah. And that's what's cool about the phones now. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. Bible app. You yeah. can go through there and read it a couple of times, change yeah. it. You look at, okay. All right. Yep. Not sponsored, but Blue Letter Bible. I love that app. It's I free, and you, yeah, you can just switch from version to version. Put two versions next yep. to each other. You can hold on to it and see what the Greek word is, and see what that means. And you can even hit a little button, and they'll say the Greek word. You're like, oh, neat. <laughs> I just learned. Say we knew you learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think Mike brought up a good point. If I, if it wasn't Mike, then I'll be corrected later. But. It, we have to understand too. The Bible wasn't in chapters or verses. Mm -mm. It was a timeline, but in different times. Yep. You know, this could have happened a day or two apart, or this could have happened a week apart. Like we were talking the other day, the interview process was forty days or whatever it was. I can't remember right off. I mean, just because it's like boom, 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 doesn't mean it happened right then. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we have to comprehend that as well at the right. timeline right. unless you're reading mark because then it's immediately it, well, immediately immediately, and immediately. <laughs> yeah <laughs> see good point right. but yeah he brought that good point up but it's not it wasn't in chapters it wasn't spelt out one and two and three <laughs> right know? right and we 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 guess we yeah. guess a lot on okay we think this start of this chapter belongs yeah. with the start of that chapter yeah. but that and that's i think they've got it pretty close yeah. they really do yeah. but but it is good to just Get a few comparisons, you know, because we're also trying to take words that, that, you know, you can't even direct translate English to Spanish now. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, two words that are being two languages contemporarily spoke right next to each other. And there are not direct translations for every word. All this slanglish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so thinking we're going to take a language that's 
2000 years old or more and be able to just easily translate that into right. our language and yeah. like we got we understand exactly what this means so <laughs> don't get hung up on the mysteries don't get hung up on the parts that don't make sense the first time through because mm-hmm. not all the rest of us know either no, <laughs> no. Right. and there's gonna be plenty of people who tell you they know and they could yeah. be wrong yeah they could be wrong the the the, the really all you got to understand the real part you got to understand jesus was born he was here, lived the sinless life. He was sacrificed on the cross, and his blood has saved us. Yep. That part's simple. Mm-hmm. That part's made out. That's real clear. You got that. The rest of it's all just extra credit after that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And for some folks, that might be the only thing they hear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like uh, last week. The And again, another pastor said this. I don't know who. And it was a great little sermon, and I'll probably mess it up a little bit. But where he uh, he had said, you know, he's up in heaven. There's this guy comes up to the pearly gates and the angel's there reading the list. He's like, I don't see your name on the list. Like, you know, do you believe in the sanctification of Jesus? And the guy's like, what? He goes, yeah. Do you, do you believe in that he, you know, died for your sins and and all? You know, I'm, I don't know. Like, hold on, let me go get my manager. See, why? What are you doing here? Another angel comes up and explain the story, and it's like, why are you here? It's the guy on the middle cross said I should come. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we got to remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's it's. You can come to Jesus in a hundred ways. Right. And it, that's all That's all that matters. That's it. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Daniel. 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 I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, we were in youth group. <laughs> Late as usual. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Here he goes. We had 14 tonight. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Five of our regulars were not here. So, I mean, we would have been... What is that, 19, almost 20? Mine was here. She was just up there. So. Mm-hmm. Helping out with the Christmas play? Yep. yep. All right. All right. Excited for that next mm-hmm. this weekend, right? That's taking place our class? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. We won't be doing that on Sunday. So. You got any wise words, Daniel? Um, come on, Master. Come on. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> So we've been talking through Isaiah 9 over the last couple of weeks, um, Isaiah 9, 1 through 7, and that's the hope of Christmas described and then the hope of Christmas explained. And what blows my mind is how Isaiah, as he prophesies, is prophesying about winning a war. And back in that time when you won, um, warriors, when they got home, they put all their gear in a pile and burned it. That was how they expressed their victory as they came in. So then he gets into verse six. So after he talks about this great warrior in which we think, you know, strong, masculine, big warrior to win a victory. And as we, as he gets into verse six, he says, for unto us, a child is born. And I was like, that is so crazy that the Messiah, Jesus, God, who has won the victory for us by death on the cross comes as a child. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you expect in a warrior, but right. that's what we received. Yep. And then we also talked about a gift. What classifies something as a gift? You don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. You didn't ask for it. What's something you have to do for it to be considered a gift? 
receive you have to oh, receive it mm-hmm. if you don't receive it well, i like that you it's not a gift <laughs> if you don't receive it it's not a gift right that's true and we always talk about the gift of grace but there's so many people who don't receive the gift so they're offered grace but they don't receive that gift mm. we kind of talk a little bit about that about the acceptance everybody wants to be accepted today but they won't accept the gift from god oh absolutely yeah, yeah. We talked a little yeah. bit about that so there, there's that, my wisdom for good, tonight. Man. Yeah, came in late, boom, yeah. delivered. Yeah. <laughs> About time you show up. Yeah. <laughs> we, could, we needed that. We <laughs> did. We did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> boom. Uh, well, Randy, you got any quotes you want to finish off with? Oh, he sure does. <laughs> I've got about three or four, and then if you guys want to chime in after I get done with them, we'll just talk about them. That's fine with me, but I got one kind of big one. Two littles. Uh, Christmas is celebration, a time of giving, and simply a day we exchange gifts. The spirit of Christmas is in the togetherness. It's the thought of which we put into thinking about others. It's a selfless time where we forgive, take stock of what's important, and become better versions of ourselves. That's my long one. Mm, That's a long one. Yep. And then I got two little you ones. You almost lost me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about togetherness. Oh, Our okay. memory's not that long. Okay. Well, especially yours being that old. <laughs> and that's short. Yeah. <laughs> bah. Yeah. Bah. Um, <clears throat> I'll do this one first because the second one falls in after that. Uh, Jesus is the gift that perfectly fits the size of every heart. And then I'll move on to this one. It says, each of us is an innkeeper who decides if there is room for Jesus. Mm. I like that last one. Yeah, 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 it is. It is. And it's, you know, kind of touches on what you just said too, all the people who just won't accept it. Mm-hmm. And and the, but are, again, looking looking for it. And I guess I can understand especially depending on where you are in the world, there are some places where you might go into a church and think this is what church is and and it's not. Right. You got you just like we were talking about, you got to be careful what you listen to online. You got to be careful what churches you go to because there's there's churches out there that might look real nice and real flashy and got great coffee and snacks before and big praise bands and all that. But you're going to find it real shallow. You're not going to find any acceptance. You're not going to find any fellowship there. And so you're going to be left feeling, oh, there's nothing to this. It's because you put your faith in a church, mm-hmm. not putting your right. faith in Christ. Because you can reverse that and put it into a smaller church, too. Yeah. You know, it could be the same thing. Yep. yep. It doesn't you know, have to be big. It doesn't have true. to be big. It don't have to be glorious. It, it could be a small one, too, that would yep. deliver the same thing. But if you, if, you, if you don't find, if you, you know, try church and say, eh, don't right. give up. Try another church. Yeah. Right? That's like trying Sprite and being like, oh, I hate all soda. Like, I mean, that doesn't, that, you don't <laughs> right. know nothing. You tried one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if it was 10 years ago, I would have talked about beer instead, but I don't drink beer anymore. So, <laughs> so it works. But it's, you can't just try one or go to one church and say, yeah, I didn't find what I was looking for there. Well, maybe it wasn't, it's not God. Right. Maybe it was the church was the problem. Yeah. Try another one. And I, I do suggest trying smaller ones, maybe not too small, but, yeah. you know, it just all depends. You but know, it does. yeah, it, does. it really does. But as long as they're speaking the truth and, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, and I always, you know, like I said before too, I mean, we've, we've tried different churches too. 
And I always bring this back up, but it, I mean, it's, it, it's the truth. And this is how I feel is it, when we go try these different churches, you know, you have that, I, I just keep saying the Holy Spirit convictions. And I really do that. I think that's, you know, that's Jesus talking, you know, God talking through me and just going, that's not the church you want to be at, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we found this one and, you know, we get that, I guess that relief, you know, and that joy and going, you know, I know this is the right place. This is where God wants me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a Holy Spirit conviction going, this is where I need to be. Yep. You know, and that's when you go try different ones. And it could be a big one. It could be a small one. You know, wherever God wants you at, that's where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And that's where you'll feel like you should be, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're not feeling the fellowship, if you're not feeling the connection to the Lord, and then maybe you move on to a different church. Right. Yep. You know, I, I, I haven't personally heard it. But again, I listen to a lot of pastors and preachers and people talk about it and stuff because it's just what I have time for. And I've heard some people say that, you know, they've heard, they've heard numerous people say, oh, I, I, you know, I'm not a Christian anymore because uh, this happened at church with people. Right. Right. Someone failed them. Mm-hmm. And and he's always says that they, Jesus didn't fail you. God didn't fail you. That's right. people. You Again, you put your faith in people, mm-hmm. not your faith in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, again, maybe that's not the church you're supposed to be at, or maybe you were supposed to stick it out. Maybe that's where God needed you because he needed you to help those people and fix those people. You never know what it's going to be, but you'll know the calling. Mm -hmm. We all resist it. We all do. I mean, you know, you, you had the calling to do something like this with the podcast for how many months before it finally happened. And it wasn't like you were saying no, but you weren't running after it. Right. You were. It was months and months. I think it was almost a year because. Even when I was at my old job, uh, I mean, another guy we're talking about, um, you know, he just started going to church and, you know, was a new believer and um, got really involved. And we were both talking about a podcast and, um, you know, they were designing a room in their church for a podcast room. And it was funny. We got, we got, when we first did our first show, I, I text them and, you know, I'm like, Hey, we finally did this. You know, I was like, did you guys start yours yet? And they're like, no, we haven't done ours yet. You know, it's like, well, like you said, you know, it's God wanted you to do this. We resisted. I, I resisted. I don't say we, I, and, and we're finally here, you know, yeah. and then, you know, that's what we said too, as long if we affect one person, you know, we've done our job mm-hmm. where, you know, we don't know where God's leading us. Nope. You know, and I, me and my buddy Corey, that was on like the, Episode number two, you know, he goes, if Jesus is involved in this or, you know, put your seatbelt on, we're going for a ride, you know? So mm-hmm. all, we, all, all we can do and, you know, I pray about this podcast all the time and, and, you know, Jesus is involved in this and I don't want to start a podcast or, you know, start this to say, Hey, this is me. I want to do this. And I'm going to attach Jesus' name to it. I always say, God, this is your podcast. You, you do what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. You, you let the people that need to hear, hear. And that might've been the reason why we took so long because it might've been just for us. If we started it just like that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I'm just saying, know. just yeah. throwing that out there. That might've been a reasoning for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, we needed more of the uh, 
Sunday morning lessons, more right. the evening lessons. We needed more of this before we sat down and actually tried to present something. Well, and you know, and if you look at this, Ray, if you want, I look, I, and I see this all the time, or, you know, I think about this all the time, mm-hmm. is when I first thought about starting the podcast, you weren't coming to the church. Nope. So God's perfect timing. Exactly. It's God's perfect plan. We mm-hmm. needed a few more warm-ups on the front porch before we got set up. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, look, I mean, Ray, you, you've gotten involved in the church, you, you know, you, you know, and then we finally have the men that we need for this. So that's how, you know, yeah. Well, I was, was I resisting probably, you know, and you know, we talked about it. We brought it up. And then it was kind of like, ah, okay. Yeah. And then, you know, you get some of the people going, what's a podcast. I don't want, I, I don't want a microphone. I don't want to do that. Yeah, what what are we at, doing? Y'all look at me. But, yeah. I know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I still don't know what a podcast is. No. <laughs> but you know, once, once we mentioned it again and we, we just kept going at it, it was just that, still that desire of going, God, I know you want us to do this. Uh, you know, I just, we're just going to keep talking about it. And then all of a sudden, boom. Yep, it's happened, and you know we appreciate you, Ray. And well, thank you, thank you. And and so, I, I thought the same thing too when I heard you first say it. You know, I was like, oh, that, you know, that would be good because I've been, I too have been like, I I do all this reading and listen to all these things and combine all this information from various people. And it's not like again, we're not saying something that's probably not been said by right. somebody else somewhere. Right. But the thing is, is you're not watching that podcast or you're not listening to that show either. So. If it, we need more people spreading it, mm-hmm. it yeah. can't hurt. I, I don't, I don't care if we ever get more than a hundred people to listen to an episode. Right. That's fine. Great. Yep. We got a hundred people listening to our podcast who might not be listening to another one someplace else. We're doing our part. Right. Right. We're doing that little piece and you never know where that's going to go. You know, Rogers told numerous stories of, of people who worked their entire lives for the Lord. And, you know, all the, the, all they could claim was a few, you know, a few people. That's not the point, mm-hmm. but they, they found, they helped someone else find the Lord who then went on to fi- help save thousands. Right. Right. And that's, that's, that's all God's work. That has nothing to do with the men. That has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the women who, who toil away at this. That's not the point of it, but we are all, we're all soldiers in God's army, right? This is, this is the battle we are fighting right now. Mm -hmm. And every single unit, every single member is just important as all the rest. Yep. Cause you, if all you got is generals, you're not going to win the war. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And like I said, we're all on even playing field and we all have the same goal. Yeah. We're on the same squad. The gospel. (laughs) Yeah. See, see law enforcement squad. Yeah. 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 So, same job, same playing field. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you need? Right. Just different beats. Bodum. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Plus, this is bringing us closer to God, too. Oh, it is. You know, we have, we're, we're all doing a little extra work. We're all doing a little extra mm-hmm. research. We're all thinking about things in a, in a way that we, we've thought about. But, I mean, there's tons of stuff that comes to me while I'm sitting here at this table. Right. <laughs> that I'm like, oh, man. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and you listen to it and you're like. What did I say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. It's, I think this is, this helps us just as much as it probably helps anybody listening. Exactly. So. Well, Merry Christmas, boys. Yeah. I've got one more quote. Oh, here we go. And we're going to finish All right, off Randy. if you guys are ready. Do it. Before I do that, I got one more thing to do. Okay. From all of us, I, I pretty well, I'm going to talk for Derek this time. Mm. We want to say we appreciate the military, the police, and 
first responders and everybody that made our Christmas and our freedoms available to us. Mm-hmm. And all those and who support us. them and too. Yes, yeah, exactly. their families and, and the, those the who ones help. here are not here anymore. So from all of us, we want to say thank you for all that. And with my last quote, <clears throat> I want to say this here. May Jesus bring you and your family lots of love. May the host of angels fill your life in joy and bliss. Merry Christmas to you and all your loved ones. Very nice. I'm done. Yeah, I don't have nothing to say after that. (laughs) I told you I will speak for you once. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Not again. I've already heard the lecture. (laughs) That was good. That was excellent. Well, I think this is a Merry Christmas to everybody. And and, uh, I know some of you guys are... No, you're not leaving this week. We'll see you next this weekend, I think, for a little bit. But some of you guys, we're going to be all going all over the place for Christmas. So, um, all right. Well, thanks for listening. But let's add this too. I mean, we all ask for questions and stuff for you know the podcast. If you guys are looking for a church and you're local, we can we can sure like to have you. Or if you'd want to see us on the Facebook page. Yeah. I'm sure Ray will tell you that address because I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Ray knows all the social yeah. media stuff. I, so. I do. I do. And we actually, I just helped Daniel get our Facebook on our church page. So you actually, there's a link to our Facebook, to church's Facebook page, not our spiritual debriefing page yet. We'll, we'll work on that. But, um, so yeah, you can, you can find us through all the links they're shared in the comments, uh, or in the episode notes. Um, you know, we're, we're on all the social media sites. We don't post much yet. I'll, I'll get to that. I got to try to get myself a little better at sharing a little more with you guys, but, um, Otherwise, yeah, come check out our church. Um, it's actually, I think our website is just firstbaptisthawassi.com. And I apologize if I'm wrong on that. You can just do a Google, Google search for First Baptist Hawassi. You should be able to find us. But I also do have the, uh, the, the website, I think, is listed on our, our YouTube page or on our, the logo we post up and stuff like that. So you can check it out there. But yeah, yep. they, they stream all the, uh, services on Facebook and we'll eventually be getting those on YouTube too. I'm, I'm working on that slowly but surely trying to, get their systems ready to, to do a little bit more than they, they got going right now. So we'll keep upgrading that. And uh, listen to Slacker. He ain't doing much. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'll try to get to it. But faster. none of us want to do it. No, no. no. Or can. Good job, bro. Or can. Yeah, I was going to say or can. It's all right. I'll be coming to ask you guys for help when I, you know, need to get a cow or something like that. So. I've been telling Wendy. Table saw. Yep. Yeah. I've been telling Wendy we're gonna get ourselves some land out here and you know have some chickens, have some cows. Mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll need some help then. That's when mm-hmm. you guys can return the favor. So, but yeah, and uh, we, of course at the end of the show I got the little outro with all the the links and the emails and stuff. You guys sure. can follow us there. So, but we do appreciate we do appreciate all you who listen. We really do. So, hopefully we can bring you something. Right. You know. So. Well, anybody want to close us in prayer or should I? Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead, Ray. I got it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together again, allowing us to share your word and allow, hopefully just bringing people closer to you and maybe finding people get more interested in, in you and in creating a relationship with you, Jesus. You are, you've given so much for us. In a holiday season like this, all we could ever possibly give back is just our faith and our belief in you and our trust in you, that, that you will take care of us. Um, if, if not now, you will take care of us forever. And so at this Christmas time, just keep everyone safe as they travel about. Help them share joy, share peace, and share love with others, and hopefully share you 
with others as well. The greatest gift they could ever give would be to come to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast supported by First Baptist Church Hawassi. Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when we post new episodes, as well as check out our past episodes. We'll be posting new podcasts every other Thursday. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions you'd like us to answer, comments, or feedback on the podcast, please contact us through our social media or email us at dmeadows at fbchawassi.com. Thank you, and we hope God blesses your day.